Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us oozy. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined by everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, for this February tribute to Betty White and the Golden Girls. David, welcome to February. Thank you. It's the month of love. It's the month of love, and honestly, this has changed. Our first episode was going to be John Waters' A Dirty Shame, and due to recent events, we thought maybe it would be nice to do a tribute to Betty White. I mean, we're both Golden Girls fans. I picked this episode because of the theme of the moonlight and the love and February's. The Golden Girls do have a Valentine's Day episode, but it was a clip show. I figured this is a two-parter. We get more of the girls. We get about an hour and yeah, just talk about Betty. But before we do that, David, I just want to mention, this is a little retro news. I got to see the being the Ricardos movie with your friend Nicole Kidman. 
This is the I Love Lucy movie that takes place during a week in the series when there was a red scare with Lucy being a communist, finding out Ricky was cheating on her, and being pregnant. So this is a week in the show. I gotta say, I think this is a fantastic movie, and I think Nicole might win an award for this. I'm not big on award shows, I'm not big on that, but I gotta say, her performance was really good. It's not Lucille Ball, as you know, as Lucy. She does that, but she's really playing Lucille Ball, which is, honestly, if you've seen interviews with her, she is more of a, her voice was deeper, and she's more of like a serious... So she embodied... Yes, yes, she... The, the real person, not, not so much the character that she put on her show. Exactly. They had scenes where they would act out things in black and white from the episode, but it was more of Lucy thinking of how the scene would go in her mind, and they filmed it in black and white with her in character. But you really got Lucille Ball, the strong boss woman that she was back in the day, you know, with Desilu Productions. So, really great movie. Well, that's what I think, to your point, is the reason why everybody who's a fan of I Love Lucy that really didn't dive deep into Lucille and Desilu Arnez's life doesn't realize that because that's why Deborah Messing was such a big because she's can be slapstick she can be funny like that and I yes. think that's what people always equate Lucille Ball with because that's the most famous character you know that she's created of course so they were saying Nicole Kidman is this very serious uppity you know I mean honestly I'm, she does have this air of definitely seriousness about her but that's what you you know you equate Nicole Kidman with. So people were kind of turned off, or the people that don't realize that Lucille Ball is not just this one-dimensional character on a show. Good for Nicole Kidman. I mean, she's proving people wrong. You know, if you wanted slapstick, then go with Deborah Messing. If you want something that's really you know diving into infidelity, yeah, you know issues, you know whatever. Pro- being trying to be a woman in a male dominated that david that was actually a lot of the scenes i mean of course a lot of this is i mean wasn't word for word of course what happened but you get to see how lucille ball really was that one woman in the office with all of these television producers and hollywood types her and desi and she really stood her own and and spoke up to these men so i have to say i think that's why we're still talking about lucy till today well it's funny because because in that time, you'd have to look at the dynamic. You have a girl next door, red hair, obviously, I know it's not Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but red hair, all-American girl with a Cuban. It was David. She's David, basically. Yes, yes, with a Cuban-American. Yeah. So who was going to be taken more seriously? A Cuban man, who they probably considered to be... Like almost like a refugee because people of course, they like, didn't want him. They didn't want him. You she know, demanded. Or you have husband. Lucille Ball, who's a woman in a in a male dominant. So yes, it's definitely I can imagine. I haven't seen it yet because I don't even have time to pee by myself without my kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, believe it. But um I would be interested in seeing it. Really good movie for anyone out there. So before we get into the episode, David, just talking about Betty White for a moment. I think it's the cool thing now. It seems that everyone and their mother is talking about Betty White, and I get it. You know what? I'm so glad she's being celebrated, but some of us have been Betty White fans for a long time before it was the cool thing. And I think it's well-deserved, David. I know you were doing some research beforehand. I mean, we definitely know that she was a compassionate woman with people and animals, but did you find out anything else that surprised you or other little tidbits? So I already knew about 
um, Betty White's advocacy for animals. I did not know that she served as a longtime trustee of the Los Angeles Zoo. And she did a lot of financial support for animal welfare and conservation and community outreach programs. So I knew she was an animal lover, but she put her money where her mouth was. So I did not realize that I was going to get so emotional about this woman's passing. You know, we, I love the Golden Girls. I love that. I mean, if you, and I'll, and I'm just. Mary Tyler Moore. I mean, I might have, yeah, I might have diarrhea of the mouth, but like for me, the Golden Girls was everything because it, at, at a time that it was not popular to talk about ageism, sexism, Alzheimer's disease, losing your parents, homosexuality, large age gaps in marriages. They even talked about an older black woman marrying Dorothy's son, who was a young, white, little scrawny kid. They talked about so many things about when- And that's right. Wasn't the issue. Issue was the age age. difference. Exactly. That's what was amazing. They talked about, you know, doctors not treating patients properly because of, you know, being a woman. So this is what the Golden Girls meant to me. But as far as Betty White, I didn't realize how much she's been in my life since I've been born. This woman's been in the business, I mean, since before I was born. So, you know, she produced a show in the 50s called Life with Elizabeth. So, again, talking about how having a woman produce a show in that time was very much a Lucille Ball ahead of their time sort of thing. Um, in I And this is something also I wanted to talk about. I just have a little, I didn't know this, but I'm putting it out there. In 1954, Betty White was criticized after having a black tap dancer on her show. And her response was, I'm sorry, live with it. And, <laughs> and she actually put him on even more. But then the show was canceled. So again, she stood, she put her money where her mouth was. Her show was canceled predominantly because she was pushing to have this black tap dancer on her show. Oh my God. So she's appeared in, you know, numerous game shows like Password. Yeah, she did do those, right? And she married Alan London, who I think was the, was he like the announcer on Password? Mary Tyler Moore, Mama's Family, The Golden Girls. Recently, she did Hot in Cleveland. I mean, that recently, my God. Hot, hot, Hot in Cleveland. And then she even had that show... That that comedy, oh, the elderly show, thing, right? <laughs> you know, as far as her body of work is concerned, she has been in our households and in the world stage, so to speak, for forever. Here, I'm putting her with like the Dolly Parton too, which who oh. the difference is, I guess Dolly really has never been too political or in any, so to speak, in any way. But she has slipped certain things, like when she said, like, do you think that your lily white ass is the only one that's alive or something like that? She yeah. said to people. I look at her as the entertainer that she was, which she was phenomenal, good. Her comedy was on point. Oh, my God, yes. Hysterical, funny, loving of animals, respecting people. And it, it is definitely heartbreaking to me. It's heartbreaking for me, too, because of... She died like 18 days, 17 days before. That is the thing, David. Oh, my God. That is the cruelty of life. That is the cruelty of life that poor Betty White didn't get to see her 100th birthday. Now, I'm not taking away from Rue Clanahan, B. Arthur. Of course. uh, Estelle Getty, because all of their deaths, because of the love that I had for the Golden Girls, and also just different bodies of work like Maud for B. Arthur and things like it just broke my heart honestly it just broke my I didn't realize yes because she deserved that of anyone not that making it to a hundred like that solidifies her as a 
a thing, but it she well, deserved it. She it's deserved it. She was that. so close to it that it's just what, so sad. You, you die, you die. It doesn't matter that you made it to 100. You still die. Yeah. But the point is, this would have been such like... A little cap at the end of, yeah. That's a cruelty of 2021. Thank God we're in 2022. On the last day. That's right, because 2022, this year it's, of two two twos, is going to be our gonna year. Be, it's going to be the year of the Radical Retro Rewind. That's, uh, that's right, our Whisper campaign is taking off. <laughs> is the final season of the girls season seven episodes 20 and 21 a midwinter night's dream which was at the time a three-way two-hour crossover event with nbc which involved the golden girls empty nest and nurses which of course were two spin-offs of the golden girls and this event depicts a fictional full moon on a leap year storming into the storyline set in florida the episodes aired back to back on saturday february 29th of 1992 from 8 to 10 p.m i still have memories of this final season of the golden girls on air like i remember this of course this all went over my head at the time what the hell this is but i remember this actual event happening live my god in 1992 but where do we begin with this whole thing i mean damn damn i mean yum i mean yum so blanche is throwing a men's only moonlight madness party to celebrate a full moon on a leap year david i love it i love it for anyone (laughs) out there who's never seen this show it is four ladies in miami in their golden years quote unquote living together laughing crying going through different adventures blanche is the uh, i guess man hungry they uh, she's generous when my day she's generous generous. like we call Degenerate. So Blanche is throwing this party. She asked Dorothy to go over the list of people that are coming, David. And Dorothy says, the issue is there's no women on this list. There's she goes, tw- this list, there's men. all men on this list. There's no women. Dorothy, would you please check my list and see if I forgot to invite anybody to my Moonlight Madness party? Sure. The women. <laughs> Pardon me? The women. You invited 12 men and no women. Now, Dorothy, I know what you're thinking, but Rose and Sophia are coming. You'll have somebody to talk to. She does in that B. Arthur, Dorothy. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, surprise, even though you know you're not. So then we get this plot where Rose, who is our naive St. Olaf, she comes from a small town. She's always the butt of the jokes that she's the naive of the group. She's been entering contest, David, and she wins a free prostate exam, which is just... Another, just another thing. And Rose has no idea, I guess, what this prostate exam is. And of course, Dorothy and her mother, Sophia, get to have jokes based on this. Who's 
the luckiest girl in the history of the world. Well, it wasn't your mother. I finally won a giveaway. And you said I was stupid for entering so many contests. I did? Gee, I find it hard to believe I'd even care. This makes it all worthwhile. All those endless hours licking stamps, licking envelopes, temporarily losing my ability to taste sweets. Rose, what did you win? A free prostate check. Who's stupid now? You are. Yeah, stupid all the way to the bank. I gotta say, B. Arthur in this episode, she looked amazing. I feel like this season, they were all at their height of their looks. Maybe it was because it was the final season, but B is in this green outfit. Her hair looks great. And you could just really tell that they all are so familiar with their characters at this point. So I did find out that the next full moon we are having, David, is this month. It's February 27th at 3.17am, which will be a full snow moon. Hell, that's actually close three days out from when this aired in 1992 with this full moon. So, for anyone out there, you might want to throw your own Moonlight Madness party this month. I don't know if my husband would be okay with that if I just invited men to a party. That's a different type of party. That's a swinging party, I guess. Then we get this plot where, because it is a full moon leap year, Sophia realizes that a curse was was put upon Dorothy when she was younger. <laughs> she calls she calls it the curse of the strega, which in, in Sicilian Italian is witch. Leap year, full moon. Oh my God, the curse. Ma, it's the nineties. You can call it what it is. Our monthly visitor. <laughs> The curse of the Strega. It was a curse laid on you by Lena Passarelli, a village witch. What village? I was born in Brooklyn. Here's a newsflash. Witches can fly. Why did she curse me? I don't know. Maybe because you gave her the call that eventually killed her. <laughs> the point is, on her deathbed, she laid a curse on you. Beware the leap year's full moon. That's it? That's the curse? What'd you expect? Poetry? <laughs> on her deathbed. Give her a break. <laughs> so now there are three tasks I must perform before tomorrow's moonrise, or you are doomed. And the three tasks are? Kiss a fool, help a holy man, reveal betrayal of a loved one. Oh, come on, Ma. He says this line, which I think was hysterical. Newsflash, witches can fly. It was so simple, but yeah. loved it. I loved it. There was a bunch of lines in this show that, I mean, in this show in general, but the, the, the episode I was, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like there's some savagery. There's I some mean, savage, there's some, there's savages and I love it. Sophia has to do three different tasks to take this curse off Dorothy that was put upon her because David, she said that Dorothy killed this woman <laughs> by giving her a cold when she was, a, when she was a little baby. And she said on her deathbed, she came up with this curse for Dorothy. So to break the curse, Sophia has to help a holy man, kiss a fool, and reveal a loved one's portrayal. <laughs> oh my god. Also at the same time is Rose has won another contest, this time a free honeymoon to Parrot's friend. Girls, I did it again! I won another giveaway! Oh, uh, what did you win this time? A vasectomy? Even better! Wait till you hear... I want an all-expenses-paid honeymoon trip to Paris, France. Oh, my God. Rose Nyland. Yes? Does this mean that you and Miles... Yes? That you and Miles are getting married? No. <laughs> well, then, what in hell do you want an all-expenses-paid honeymoon for? Oh, 
don't enter these for the prizes. I do it for the thrill of winning. <laughs> the rush of adrenaline when you realize that you grappled Madam Chance and flung her bloodied and beaten to the mat. And just when you think she's dead, she gets up again and you have to give her one of those Van Damme moves to the jaw and rose. I like to win, all right? Well, now that you have, what are you going to do with the prize? Well, it's for newlyweds only, and, and, and Miles and I aren't married, so I guess I'll have to give it back. Rose, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the good Lord is trying to tell you something with this honeymoon package? Maybe he is. Just maybe he is. But what? <laughs> so that's another plot that's going on. And currently, Rose is with Miles. Honestly, one of the only male characters that was a regular that came on and dated one of the girls. Later on in the Golden Palace, he ends up cheating on Rose and leaving her. So maybe this was a pre maybe this was a precursor to that. A year later when they moved into the hotel. With Cheech Marin, right? Oh or was my it, God, yes. Was it Cheech? And, and Don yeah. Cheadle and Cheech. I thought one of the funny lines in the show was when Dorothy says to Sophia, well, why don't you go ahead and kiss Rose then? Rose, to, to get it over with. To get it over with. And she says, she explains to her, basically, there's a difference between a, a fool, what did she say? A fool? That, yes, I saw that. It was a fool and a simpleton. There's a fine line between the two of them. I have to kiss a fool to save Dorothy from the curse. So why don't you just kiss Rose and get it over with? <laughs> Technically, Rose isn't a fool. She's a simpleton. What's the difference? How can I explain it? Fools read Dear Abby. Simpletons read Ann Landers. It's a fine line. They're also telling Rose that perhaps... This honeymoon package is a sign from God that she and Miles should get married. That's the best, too. So they're telling it's a sign. And Rose goes, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But what? So so, so basically, the men arrive. Obviously, Miles is there. And they're mingling. But Blanche realizes and starts to realize that nobody is paying any attention to her. She's like, Blanche has entered the room. Blanche has entered the room. <laughs> Listen, something very strange is going on here. I don't understand this, but these men are acting crazy. You're telling me? I haven't been hit on like this since I stopped hanging out at the midnight show of Harold and Maud. <laughs> you mean men are coming on to you? Yeah. One guy told me he thought wrinkles were sexy. I took him out to the garage where he could see me under the fluorescence. <laughs> I'm telling you, this full moon is making people crazy. Oh, Ma, look, I don't mean to poo-poo your old moon thing, but poo-poo. <laughs> no, darling, there really is something going on here. I mean, just look how the men are all flocking around you and totally ignoring me. It's it's nature gone loco. Oh, my God. And nobody's, <laughs> nobody's looking at her, and she's getting very upset, and you can tell that she's trying to talk. So she sits down with Sophia and Dorothy and explains that no men are looking at her. There's men talking to Sophia, and Sophia's like, she can't get the men off of her. And they love wrinkles, and then she went under the fluorescent lights for one of them, and she's saying no men are hitting on her. Her, but they're all hitting on Dorothy and everyone, which is funny because there's always a running joke that Dorothy could never get dates, unfortunately. Or men. Oh, and then David 
Of course, because this is Empty Nest Time, which was the spinoff, Carol and Barbara are the two sisters that live next door. And Barbara was the cop, and Carol was kind of like the the sister that was always... How would you describe that? I mean, not dumb, mousy? No, not, no, no. Unsure, she was, like, she, she's not... She, she, was was, not... she was almost like the Jan... Was it Jan Brady? Yeah, oh, yeah. Never got school. any. Yeah. Never got anything. And she's very upset and she's easily flustered. She has a lot of hang ups. She takes. Yes. I think she like takes medication for different issues. Psychological. She's always trying to improve herself. She does like self help things. And she tells Blanche that she's been trying to psych herself up all night to just come over here and mingle with and then uninvited. Blanche, Blanche slams the door in her face. Then she rings the doorbell again and she goes, That would be old. The old Carol would be upset about that. <laughs> yes. But the new Carol, she's going to be. And then Blanche slams the door in her face again and she rings the bell again. She's like, The old Carol is getting pissed, or the new Carol. Yeah, yeah. starting to get irritated now. And then she's like, Listen, Carol, I got a room full of men and they need a hot young woman. And then she says, Well, thank God I'm here in time. And she just comes in and starts talking to the men. And scared and you're having a party can i come in or not look carol now i am going to be honest here i took great pains with this guest list and frankly there is room here for only one young attractive female Ooh, then i just got in under the wire <laughs> The, the house is filled with men. It's just men talking to each other around. There's bowls of popcorn. Did you notice the flick? They had bowls of popcorn. I want to say a plate of croissants and pretzels. That's some party. <laughs> Listen, Blanche wasn't interested. In I was going to say, yeah, she wasn't worried about the food. Matter of fact, David, she was wearing that necklace. What did she say? That there was a necklace and she's the first time she's wearing it with clothes. She's like, this necklace has brought me luck. I've only worn it two of the times. And this time, I'm wearing it with clothes. <laughs> clothes. So it's going to give something. It's going to do something this time. Sophia, in the meantime, is trying to help Dorothy by doing these tasks. So this is when, speaking of Carol, Sophia tells Carol that her sister Barbara betrayed her. Betrayed her. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, I think you know. <laughs> she's like, she did that? And she like, laughed she, about she, it. She, she laughed about it. Barbara. You've always been like a daughter to me, Barbara. I'm Carol. <laughs> oh, yeah, the whiny one. <laughs> Barbara's your sister, and sisters don't always get along, do they? <laughs> Tell me about it. How do you deal with that feeling of betrayal? Betrayal for what? What do you mean for what? For that thing. What thing? The thing that made you feel betrayed. Barbara did that? She laughed about it. <laughs> she did? Carol, you must get revenge. Go. Betray your sister. You're right. I'll get her. I'll get her good. Wait. Wait. I have to know what you're going to do. Oh, damn. Another senseless accident. I love that. But at first, she didn't know which one was who. She's like, who are you? Barbara? Carol? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're that one. You're that one. Which is funny because do you remember they shipped Sophia off to Empty Nest and she became basically became a character at the end of when Golden Girls got canceled? No, I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah. She went to Golden Palace and then that got canceled and then Sophia becomes a cast member for like the last few seasons of Empty Nest. I don't remember that. Am I losing it? I'll have to go I'm going to have to go back over that. Well, first off, why aren't Empty Nest and all these shows nurses on 
Hulu or one of these streaming surface uh, places. Maybe now. emptiness wasn't as popular. Maybe there's I feel like every, it was every, big. everything wasn't it that big? we discuss. Everything that we discuss, I feel like it's terrible. It's, no, no, no. <laughs> everything we discuss that we really like for some reason always has issues with copyright infringement. Yeah, you're right. And you're who right. owns the rights to it? Oh, well, it was produced by <laughs> Lucasfilms, but you know, whatever. This person has the Orion has the right to it but then it was bought out it was bought out by paramount but it can't be done because disney is in arguments with them you're right you're right every show maybe we'll petition them by even the songs even the songs we talked about like from vibes and from other things it's like the song it was done by a band china who does it who you can't get the rights because the band broke up and nobody knows who really owns it i'm like can't we just download it split you could split the money with people wouldn't that be nice honestly as an artist you know who who used to do stuff with music who still loves music and the person who stole my song who produced it anyway i'm still happy that it's out there whether or that's not nice. that's that's smart or not of me, I'm still happy it's out there. Anyway, that's my tangent for the for the episode. But yes, yeah, <laughs> so you find out that Miles goes out to the Lanai. The Lanai with Under with, the full moon. Under, under the, the full, full moon. moon. Now we should set up that Miles is a teacher himself. He is the opposite of Rose. He's frugal. He's very he's, oh my he's, God, in, yeah, he he's intellectual. He's frugal, aka cheap as hell. Yes, that's part of his character. He's cheap, super cheap, but intellectual. They play it off like he is trying to be smart with his money, but he's almost a little too much. Like when they go out to eat, Rose has to eat, <laughs> eat from, from the kids' menu. So yeah, can save money. You know that kind of a thing. Anyway. She does. I remember that. Or doesn't she have to hide in the back for the movies? He puts her in like the trunk or something like. Oh my god. And they're talking about how this moon is affecting everybody. The men are crazy. Matter of fact, Dreyfus, the dog from Empty Nest, comes over because Blanche says, I guess every man was invited. I guess he's looking for a a lonely lonely dog as well and miles and dorothy are staring up at the moon and then i don't know they're talking shakespeare and he's like i thought i was the only one that quotes shakespeare well a midsummer Mm, night a midsummer night stream yes exactly set up exactly like puck says in a midsummer night stream when it comes to love oh lord what fools these mortals be oh what well, I thought I was the only one who quoted Shakespeare in a normal conversation. So it turns out that they end up, they give each other kisses on the cheek and then they kiss. And the episode one ends with Sophia going bingo. She's got her portrayal Betrayal. of a loved one. So she had already tripped a, oh, that was the other thing. Blanche invited, invited a, a rabbi. <laughs> so once Rose proposed to Miles, she actually got on one knee oh instead of Miles doing it. Miles. the happiest woman in the world i think i'm gonna cry but miles is so hung up on getting a free trip to paris that's right it's not about the marriage it's about getting a free trip it seems like so anyway they go in they announce it everyone's happy the rabbi goes to say a prayer sophia trips him because she's helping a holy man i mean sophia is on the ground she sophia comes from also the couch. Is, is ask is asking everybody about their deepest betrayal she says to this is the savagery of it all when she says to blanche tell me about what you feel is the deepest betrayal of something 
something you something you had said to somebody. What what I don't know exactly the words, but she basically says to Sophia, "What was the biggest lie you told or something?" She goes, "When I told Dorothy there was room for you here." What's the worst thing you've ever done to Dorothy? When she moved in here, I told her there'd be plenty of room for you. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. They're just just savages with each other. But that's the thing. They say these things to each other. But they love each other. But they love each other. That's right. As a matter of fact, I found that Rose quote from earlier. Sophia says, what's the difference? She says, technically, Rose isn't a fool. She's a simpleton. How can I explain it? Fools read Dear Abby. Simpletons read Ann Landers. There's a fine line. The men are still all over Dorothy. She, she, someone passes her a dirty a dirty note. This man passes her a, a note and she's like, oh, you dirty something like that or something. Dorothy loves it. Blanche, Blanche, I take back everything I said about your moon theory. These men are relentless. I feel like I need a spatula to keep them off me. <laughs> Good thing I don't have one. Oh, shut up. But Blanche, whatever is the matter? You know very well what the matter is, Dorothy. This stupid moon has all the men acting crazy. Nobody wants me. It's freaky. Really? I haven't noticed anything unusual. Oh, you filthy pig. Okay, I admit the dirty note was a little unusual. Dorothy loves the note. Rose is also, I mean, this is so random over the place, but Rose is also walking around with herring balls. She asks everyone if they want herring balls, herring balls. And this is right after Dorothy had kissed Miles, so she's terrified to say anything to Rose. So she goes, herring balls, Dorothy? She's like, oh. I'll take one. And then she's about to say something else. And she's like, I'll take another one for the road because she does not want to talk to Rose. And then she enters the kitchen. I love this. She throws the two herring balls into the sink. And Sophia confronts her and says she's going to tell Rose. And she's like, please don't let me. Ma, I hugged Miles. And she's like, you're going to hell, Missy. (laughs) She's like, for hugging. She's like, no, for lying. She digs into her. And then they go into this whole thing where Rose goes into the kitchen. Dorothy oh, says, this is, ama- this is amazing. Miles loves your cupcakes. But what if, just what if someone, I don't know the exact words, offers Miles one of their cupcakes and he tries one of their cupcakes and he likes it or something, you know, basically making the analogy. And even though he loves your cupcakes. He just he... tried this other cupcake. And then she goes, what if, and what if those, that cupcake he tried was my cupcakes? She starts laughing. She goes, your cupcakes are dry. Miles She's... would never eat your cupcakes. Miles wanted to try your cupcakes, Dorothy? They're dry and tasteless. And then Dorothy says, my cupcakes are moist and delicious. Men love my cupcakes. And she's like, get real, Dorothy. Men would rather buy cupcakes. Rose, may I ask you a question? Uh, A purely hypothetical question. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, Let's say that uh, you make Miles a batch of your delicious, creamy cupcakes, and he loves them so much that he wants you to make them all the time. (laughs) Miles does have a sweet tooth. But let's say that even though he loves your cupcakes more than life itself, one day he decides to try somebody else's cupcakes. For lack of a better example, let's say my cupcakes. And I, in a mad, passionate moment, uh, forget myself and let him try my cupcakes. How would that make you feel? I'd like to think I'd understand. Oh, 
Good, good, I was hoping that's what you would say. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, it's just the idea of Miles wanting to try your cupcakes. <laughs> Why is that funny? No offense, Dorothy, but your cupcakes are dry and tasteless. <laughs> Nobody ever likes your cupcakes. My cupcakes are moist and delicious. Men love my cupcakes. Get a clue, Dorothy. Men would rather pay for cupcakes. Let me tell you something, you Swedish meatball. I... Wait, wait a minute. You're actually talking about cupcakes, aren't you? You bet I'm talking about cupcakes. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. Have you and Miles been baking together? Rose, I would never do that to you, I swear. Good. Because if I ever caught Miles with another woman in my kitchen, I'd... But this is when she thinks she's really talking about her cupcakes, which I guess could be her lips, her breasts. And the funny part is Dorothy goes there, you still think we're talking about... about yeah, because she calls her a Swedish meatball, I think. She goes, you Swedish meatball, wait, you're actually talking about cupcakes, aren't you? And she goes, you bet I'm talking about cupcakes. What are you talking about? Wait a minute, this is one of my favorite lines. Have you and Miles been baking together? <laughs> Rose just crushes this mug in her hand over the thought of them baking together. I love it. Sophia says, this is amazing too, that she hasn't seen that kind of face eating since Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorothy kissing. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? The humor in this show still holds up till today. How many years later? Several decades. Timely. I mean, that's yeah. why it's generational. Now everyone, you see 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds wearing Golden Girls stuff. I used to say, oh, do they even know what's going on? But honestly, this show is timeless. I actually yes, want there's... to rewatch this show. I really want to rewatch the show again. It's been a very long time but it always gives me joy i laugh at every single episode it's not like it's not like the thundercats we do where i'm like oh, yeah yeah <laughs> the episode was not so great but. no i mean every episode has timeless jokes we also find out that when Dorothy was younger, Sophia signed her up for scientific experiments. For amazing. For amazing. Oh my god. And this is at one point, Dorothy goes into that daze and she starts talking about the cheese. Left, left turn, right turn. <laughs> gotta get the cheese, gotta get the cheese. I'm sorry, but that won't satisfy the curse. Besides, I'm doing this for your own good. For my own good? The last time you said that, you volunteered me for psychological experiments. <laughs> the pay was good and to this day nobody nobody can make it through a maze faster than you can Dorothy where's the cheese right turn left turn right turn must find the cheese must find the cheese Dorothy Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is when you know this show was at it. They knew everything. They literally set a joke up like that one second before they do the joke where Dorothy is sitting by herself when Rose overhears her going right turn, left time. They had just said it. And it's so funny. Like this show, they could set a joke up a minute before and it still goes over the next minute with something else. So it's so, so smart. The writing. It was, it was definitely well written. Extremely well written. In the meantime, Blanche is finally canoodling with a british man and she asked him is it is it true the the british in bed yes are they as bad as they say they're in bed it, it's just another one of those 
those jokes, but very funny. She finally gets a man. Well, she gets this man and she comes into the kitchen and announces to Dorothy that she's finally, she's finally met the man of her dreams, Dorothy. She loves him, the her soulmate, and Dorothy's like, oh, that's amazing, Blanche. What's his name? <laughs> Oh, Dorothy, it's finally happened. I have met the man of my dreams, my reason for living, my soulmate. Oh, Dorothy, I feel as if I've known him for all eternity. Oh, honey, what is his name? Derek, uh, something. <laughs> oh, Dorothy, he's so classy. He's English. You know what that means. You've completed your Men of Western Europe collection. <laughs> You're not going to spoil this for me, Dorothy. He is perfect. He just takes my breath away. Oh, my gosh. My Grammy's necklace is gone. <gasps> I'll bet it slipped off when I was showing Derek the view. Blanche, we don't have a view. Speak for yourself. And she's like, Derek, uh, Der- something <laughs> or other. Derek, Derek, you know. I don't even know. It's just amazing. She's already madly in love with this person, but she doesn't even know his name. Turns out Derek has taken her beautiful jewels that she that we mentioned that she only wore once. So that's another plot going on here now. I, I want to add this. Dorothy also says that now with Derek, Blanche has also completed her Men of Western Europe collection. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second episode, and we see now that the sister from next door, Carol's sister Barbara, the cop, comes over, and she asks Sophia, did you say something that I portrayed Carol? What is she on about? She says, Barbara, she's a nut, you know. And then she says again to her, she joked about it, the betrayal that she did. I laughed because... I had to play along. And she's like, you see it too, Sophia? Sophia, I'm very angry with you. Not now, Barbara. I'm busy. I I gotta find Rose and tell her something. Did you or did you not just tell my sister that I betrayed her? It was the only way I could get rid of her. She's a nut, you know. (laughs) You see it too? (laughs) That's why I was so angry when she told me about that thing she had done to you. (laughs) What thing? You know. No, I don't. I think you do. Oh, she wasn't the one who put the... She joked about it. I laughed because I had to play along. Well, I don't hate you, Sophia. I hate her. And I'm going to get her back if it's the last thing I do. Maybe the paper boy is right. I'm just a mean old lady. Amazing. And then this is when Sophia keeps saying, maybe I'm just a nasty old woman. Like the paper boy or something said. So Blanche's necklace is stolen and they call the cops, right? So they pick up this guy, Derek. And what is it that she's too embarrassed to admit because the cops tell her- He stole her car. He stole her car. And the cops refer to her as he's robbing from a senior citizen. So she gets she very was confused. Upset. And that man wasn't so young himself. So the bottom line is she says she forgives him. He says he's going to turn over a new leaf on life because of her. He gives her back the necklace, right? Yes. And she goes to put it away in the safe. And then he kisses Rose. He's looking at her earrings. And she goes, <sighs> my, my mom said these are more worth more than. Your lazy more. ass husband will have. Yeah. She's like, and that's what my mother referred to them as. So he kisses Rose, which sets up the fact that they both made mistakes. And then they all meet in the kitchen. She comes back for another one, though, because she, yeah, she goes she to the door and she's just, Rose goes back and just kisses this man again. So they're going, they're playing into this magic of the night, this this pheromone sort of 
you know, mystical sexual. Well, honestly, I worked in a hospital, and it is true. When there's a full moon, there is a such thing as people that are lunatics. Because I can tell you, at when uh, when I worked in the ER, and it was a full moon night, and it was getting late. Like I was so happy because my shift ended typically at seven o'clock. I worked seven to seven, so I'd be my ass would be out before you could see the crazy started coming in, and it was oh. So there's something to be said about. I feel like there is something with the water in your body, their equilibrium, yeah. or some something to do with we're all kind of controlled by the moon in that way. So that's what they're playing off of this mystique about the moon giving them. There's meat. something right. So Blanche is usually the one that men are attracted to. This causes the opposite, and everyone was attracted to everyone but her. So yeah, there's something with the magic and the moonlight. Rose and Miles smooth it over. They feel like they're not going to get married because they were just going to rush into marriage for the honeymoon but i kept saying the whole time i mean i know that especially rose is this just person but couldn't they just go on the honeymoon and say that they were married i really don't think a contest would ask you for a marriage no they're not going to ask you for a marriage certificate i mean that would have been the thing to do but i mean i get for story wise why they had to do this so it turns out that dorothy does tell rose that she kissed miles but then she made them kiss and make up in the kitchen so she thinks that she knows that they kissed when Sophia says they had a kiss and she's like I know Sophia I saw it because she thought it was the makeup kiss but then they do admit yes that they did it and she had she had kissed this Derek gentleman so she lets it slide now this wasn't maybe the most classic episodes of the Golden Girls but I gotta say though there is some of these quotes does make it a top episode for me it's it's hysterical I always said if I never got married or had kids or whatever that I would love to be in that situation when I get older go being with other friends that live in a house that take care of each other essentially but have right um, right have I think every I think every gay man probably fantasized about that if they ever get old which they don't want to get old <laughs> If they did, they would want this kind of dynamic. Yeah, you you want to have that support kind of group. This everyone wishes to have this kind of. That's why I say at least I got I got four chances not to get put away. Oh my god! You got to guilt the kids early. Just FYI, this is a this is a public service announcement to all of you out there. You have to guilt the children early to say, like I say, I wiped your hiney and took change your diapers. You. Might oh my god! Yes. <laughs> might have to do that for dad one day. Or I picking I'm picking you up now. One day you're gonna pick dad up. Oh God. God. If I was so if I was if I was any better, I would be using Jewish guilt. You know, it's a skill. It's a skill you got. I think over time, the more years you, you're a father, it will just come it will just <laughs> more and more it will just be in you. It'll just you'll come naturally. To, you'll be able to just pull it out whenever you want to. Oh you my heart, my heart. Guilt. Oh god, oh god, I'm dying. We actually did a TV show other than Thundercats this week. Oh my god, we did the Golden Girls. I can't believe it. I mean, it's sad that it came about because of the passing of Betty White, but yeah, not that we need an excuse to talk the Golden Girls, but... We wanted to... We had been talking about our content and how we do a, we've do. we done a lot of movies, so we wanted to do some TV stuff too, because that's also part of the whole Radical Retro Rewind blanket of things. It's not just movies. It's it's TV. It's everything. Theater. Everything. I really, one day I want to go over like Nintendo games with David and stuff like that too. The frustration Duration of so the Legend of Zelda. When, when it races for no reason. Oh. God bless Betty White. I hope she's resting peacefully. I hope that she is in the great beyond with her golden girls, with her friends, with her pets. 
whatever yeah her pets brought her to her happy place because she gave a lot of joy like i don't obviously know this person you know but based on her reputation that's preceded her all these years in all accounts it sounds like she i mean she 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 is so beloved that even in other places like the uk countries yep they said that they love the queen but if there was another person they would love very much, it would be Betty White. That's that's some of the well. The queen is. Made. I mean, the queen is up there as well. So my God. Oh my God! I was watching, listening to some TikTok lady do some predictions for 2022. She said that the queen is going to die, but she's already dead. But they're trying to keep her hold off the the news so that she can be in the history books as being the longest monarch. When will that? February, I think she said. I don't know. And then she said something. Selena Gomez will be canceled for saying something something ridiculous because cancel culture is so ridiculous. They will cancel Selena. Not Gomez. my murder in a building. Not my murders in a building. <laughs> there was a few other predictions. Yeah, so I always I always love the, the the predictions. I'm seeing Dolly Parton opening another Dollywood in Radio. Please, please in Arizona. It's the West. <laughs> oh, that would be actually that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> that was another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. You can always find David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word on Instagram, as well as YouTube. We are new every Friday of the month. Next week, we're back with Rob. And then the week after that, David is back, and we are doing a favorite of both of our. Sugar Hill from 1974. This is an amazing movie. I'm so excited that we're finally going to get to do this movie. I love that movie. I, I, it's, it's so cool. And it's got Mother Jefferson in it. Oh, yes, it does. Thank you, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.